Hey, my friend, thanks for listening into the podcast today. I want to share my heart with you today in, in, in a little bit different way than I normally do. You, most of my life, I didn't talk about the real me. People didn't know the real me. They knew a portion of me. They knew the me that I, I put out there. It was me trying to prove myself to people because, because deep down I felt like I, I, I had to hide the real me. I didn't like problems that I had. I felt ashamed. I felt guilty. It, it caused me to try to try to impress people and, and, and prove myself to people instead of being able to give myself to people. Now, honestly, I'm in a place again in life where I, I don't tell everyone or even many people about my real, real, real life. And I want to tell you a little bit about that right now. I think there's three things in life that matter and everything else is just an extracurricular activity. I think purpose and freedom and love are the three great human experiences to be able to embody a life of purpose a, a life of where you feel like you're free to embody great love with people. These are the three great foundations of a wonderful life. I feel like every day I wake up and I get to pursue purpose. I get to live out my purpose every day. And, and purpose doesn't have to be, it's not about the job that you have. It's about the way you bring yourself to the job you have. I think there's a lot of jobs I could work that would enable me to have a sense of great purpose. The, the day before uh, Christmas Eve, we have a great friend who owns a cookie business and we knew they were in a bind because of all the Christmas orders, and my wife and I were to tell we were able to tell her, "Hey, we want to come and and help you that day." And so it was Friday afternoon for about five hours. We were able to go into this cookie factory, and I tell you, I felt like Willy Wonka. I felt I felt like Buddy the Elf in Santa's workshop. It was so much fun. And I thought to myself, "Wow." If I could come here and stack cookies and steal cookies to people every day, I think I'd be be a pretty happy person. So every day I get to live out a sense of purpose and it it's not about the job that I have, it's the way I get to show up anywhere I go. Secondly, freedom. Because I no longer have anything to hide in my life. I never have anything to prove again with my life. I get to every day embody the sense of freedom where I just get to show up and be me. And there's, listen, my friend, as I say this, there's nothing impressive about me. Nothing needs to be impressive about me. There's nothing special about me that I don't believe is special about everyone. So to live with this sense of freedom which for me simply means I get to show up 
and be me every day. And it's such a wonderful life to be able to do that. And I'm so thankful for it. Purpose, freedom, and number three, love. To love and be loved is probably the greatest human experience. Probably the number one reason that Adina and I are doing the work that we're doing is because of the life that we get to live. We are desperate to guide and support other people in building a fulfilling, wonderful life. Adina and I have, we've talked about this on a regular basis. We're empty nesters now. We don't, we don't wake up looking to build a bigger house or get a better vehicle or, or dress up our life. We wake up every day to live our life. And it, it is with such a sense of fulfillment, uh, peace, and joy that we are compelled to, to guide and support other people on how they can live a life that's wonderful. So today I want to just go, go over very quickly four things that as I look at life from a 30,000 foot view in my own life, I want to share four things that I believe will help you to build a wonderful life. Number one, it's this simple thought, life is not about me. Life is not about you. You see, if life's not about me, it's not about my mistakes. It's not about my problems. It's not about my things. It's not about my reputation. You see, when life is about you, it's, it's like you're digging a hole to nowhere. And every day you keep digging and you dig and you hope to find and you dig and you hope to find and all you do is end up in a hole. And it gets so deep you can't see anything but the hole. And in that hole we become depressed. In that hole life gets very dark. And we don't realize the whole time the only problem was that we were thinking the wrong way. We were thinking life's about me. But if, if the thinking changes and life is about others, well, now life is climbing a mountain to somewhere instead of digging a hole to nowhere. Now, climbing a mountain involves work as well. But it's a joyful, fulfilling experience because you're going somewhere and every now and then you pause and look behind and you look around and you see a breathtaking view of what life has become. And the reason life became wonderful is not because you did something to earn a wonderful life. It's because the wonderful life was built around you because you simply lived for others instead of 
yourself. This wonderful life I speak of, no one earns it. No one deserves this wonderful life. But we can live in such a way that we receive and get to experience a wonderful life. Secondly, realize you don't control the results. This is such a a simple but incredibly counterintuitive thought. Many people become so stressed and full of anxiety about their life because they're trying to control it. They're trying to control the results of it. And it just doesn't work. The longer a human being lives trying to control the results of it, meaning control the results of my relationships, control what my kids become, control all the people at work, control everything in my body, control how people drive on the interstate, control everything financially, the more we live this way, we have to be full of anxiety. And this anxiety trickles into all of our relationships. If I'm trying to control the results of my life, that's going to end up in me trying to control the people in my life. And nobody wants to sign up, sign up with that, <laughs> with you. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to enter a relationship and say to the other person, hey, will you control me now? And so trying to control the results of our life is an exhausting pursuit. You will never experience a wonderful life when you're trying to control the results of your life. Number three, don't let the Joneses decide how you live. Probably one of the greatest decisions my wife and I ever made early, early, early in our marriage was we were not going to do what everyone else is doing in any regard. It's not that we were, uh, that we were protesting how people live. We didn't have angst against people. It's just that I think we realized that many people weren't happy. And so why would we try to live like unhappy people? We were going to live the life that we believed we wanted to live. We wanted to live a life that honored God. We, we decided very early on that we were not going to keep up with the Joneses. We're not going to compare our lives to theirs. We're not going to chase what they are chasing. And that, was a, that has been a huge benefit to our life. Number four. Be vulnerable with people. Specifically, be vulnerable with other people that are vulnerable. You can't be vulnerable with everybody. You just can't. It's unnecessary. It doesn't help. It's even an unnecessary risk to be vulnerable with everybody. But find people that want to really live an authentic life. Authentic means you're honest about weakness. Authentic means you share the real you with people. When you find your people, 
that live like that, I tell you, the potential in your life for things like joy and love and real experiences, it'll begin to explode. It will begin to explode. I think one of the most important things for any human being to admit is simply, I don't know what I'm doing. And this, this falls under this, this thought of being vulnerable with people. If you're not vulnerable with people, you might be like I was and used to try to prove myself to people. And this put a chip on my shoulder. It, it caused me to show up in such a way that people couldn't get close to me. I, it prevented people from helping me. It kept relationships on the surface. Because I couldn't simply admit to the world, hey, I don't know what I'm doing over here, and I would like some help. As soon as I began to do that in my life, I found out that people wanted to help me that people wanted to be involved with me. Because when I admitted, I don't know what I'm doing, what I was really happening is I was being vulnerable and I was opening my heart to people. And when you open your heart to people, it enables them to open their heart with you. And that is what relationship is. Relationship is not just knowing, knowing someone at a surface level. It's experiencing someone at a heart level. But this kind of experience can't happen until we're vulnerable. And that's a scary thing. Because if you're vulnerable and you're open, it feels like, it feels like that you are open to being hurt. And I will say, you're right. When two people decide to get married, they are opening themselves up to this other person and you could get hurt. If you go into a business partnership with a friend, let's go start a business together. This is wonderful. But you're also opening up yourself to be hurt. So if we're not careful, we will live to protect ourselves and it will prevent us from giving ourselves to people. The only way you can give yourselves to people is if you're vulnerable with people. So find the people in your life that you can be vulnerable with. My friend, as I sit here in my office today on Christmas morning, I was thinking about how intense life must be this time of year for people. Because of the, the holidays, we are forced to pause at least for a moment because on Christmas Day, everything kind of stops and we are forced to pause for even just a few moments. And in that pause comes reflection And we take inventory of our life and relationships, decisions we've made. My friend, those can be scary moments. Maybe as you listen to this, you're thinking, 
I'm not living a wonderful life. My friend, every human being reaches a point in their life where you feel like, I don't think this is what I was made for. I I don't think this isn't working. I feel like I'm living at a dead end every day. My friend, every human being gets there. When human beings get to that point and they realize what I have done has not worked, the human being has a choice to make. As you see, some people at that dead end, they build themselves a little building and they dress it up as best they can and they fake it, not till they make it, they fake it until they die. But other people at that dead end, at that point of reflection, they dare to make a decision and say, you know what? This is not who I was made to be. This is not the kind of life I was made to have. And people who do that can take steps towards a redemption and a freedom that help them to begin to embody the life they were made for. And I want to give a little bit of instruction on this because I think this is a dangerous conversation we're having. It's a very dangerous conversation to reflect on one's life and to decide, you know what? I'm going to live the rest of my life being who I was made to be. And if you're not careful, you can make some knee-jerk reactions and say, well, I'm, I'm getting divorced from this person. They've been the problem. I, I, maybe in some cases that, that needs to happen. But normally, what needs to happen is for a person to begin with surrender. Surrender is when you just, you bow your heart before God. And you even bow your heart before some people. There might be some people you need to apologize to. Might be some people you need to say, you know what? You haven't got the best of me. Maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's a a child. Maybe it's a parent that you need to forgive or you need to apologize to. But surrender, when you feel like you've gotten to a dead end, realize that you are the person that drove yourself to the dead end. And I understand, yes, people were involved in that process. Maybe people helped drive you to that dead end. But if you want to leave the dead end, you must begin by taking personal responsibility for how you yourself have got yourself to the dead end. Because blaming others for your dead end will not help you leave your dead end. Begin with surrender. Oftentimes, surrender might sound like a real conversation you have with some other human being. And you say, can I tell you about my life? 
and you tell them about the real you. You tell them how, you know, I feel like I fake it most days. I never tell people this, but I struggle with X, Y, or Z. I never admit this to people, but I'm afraid of this. I never say this to people, but I've dreamed of doing this with my life. I've never had the guts to do it because I've always been, I always live in fear. I always live in fear. Surrender involves the admission of these things that we've held on to, these things that we've been hiding. And so the step of surrender that that you could take is is to is to bow your heart before God in prayer prayer of God I think you made me for something different than what I've done with my life help me find the way and then have a conversation with someone that you trust and say can I tell you about the real me and talk about the real you and then a third step of surrender could be to go to someone in your life that you've needed to forgive for a long time or someone in your life that you needed to apologize to. That's the third action of surrender. My friend, the reason I'm recording this podcast is because I know a lot of people who are struggling to live this wonderful life. And that pain bothers me greatly. But the other reason I record this podcast and do the work that I do is because I am so convinced that people can live the wonderful life they were made for. And I refuse to be on the sidelines watching people live in pain. My friend, you were made for a wonderful life. I believe that you can take the steps to embody this life that you were designed for. If you need a conversation with me or with my wife, I want you to reach out to us. It can be as simple as sending a text message to 918-401-9608. You can email me, mark at markdelaney.me. My wife, her email is adina at markdelaney.me. My friend, we're here for you. If you're at a dead end and you see no way to be different, maybe your act of surrender is to send an email. My friend, thanks for listening. You have a purpose. You can know your purpose and you can be set free from anything that's holding you back from living it boldly. Now go take on the day.